Guarded by Wanamaker with 10 seconds to go. UConn wins that, and we are underway in their quest for 89 in a row. With a chance to make history. You gotta believe, because just when people say you can't, you can. And UConn has won the national championship. The national championship goes to Connecticut for the fourth year in a row as the dynasty fulfills its destiny. The Huskies once again are in basketball heaven. Thanks for tuning in to Drop One of the 22 Threads podcast. I'm your host, Mediocre Dan, and this is the 1990 Big East Tournament Championship. The 1989-90 Yukon Huskies, which has been dubbed the dream season, began the year unranked. But the Huskies ended the regular season on fire, winning 15 of their last 17 games and had vaulted all the way to number 8 in the AP poll. They entered the tournament as co-champions of the Big East regular season with Syracuse, earning themselves the number two seed at Madison Square Garden. It was the era of 45 second shot clocks and a six personal foul limit in Big East games. Over the first 10 seasons of the Big East's existence, only three teams had ever won the tournament, St. John's, Syracuse, and Georgetown. The way the bracket was set up, UConn would potentially have to go through two of those conference heavyweights to claim their first title. To this point, the Huskies' young head coach Jim Calhoun was just 1-3 in the Big East tournament and had never advanced past the quarterfinals. But as the two-seed, UConn would face the seven-seeded Seton Hall Pirates in their quarterfinal matchup, a team that was struggling just one year removed from playing in the national championship game. Game 1, Seton Hall The Huskies' first game of the weekend at Madison Square Garden got off to a slow start as both teams overcame some early jitters. While UConn's offense struggled in the half court, their tenacious defense behind a strong press and active 2-3 zone allowed UConn to generate eight early points off of turnovers to help UConn maintain a slim lead over the first few minutes. And he has replaced uh, Anthony Avent. Inbounds pass is stolen away. Gwynn down court to Tate George. That was pretty unselfish by Gwynn. He could have taken it in himself, but let Tate a little soft two-hand slam. Eight points for Tate George. Ball is knocked out of bounds by UConn. It goes off Seton Hall. And so UConn gets the turnover. We have a timeout taken right now. 11.57 remaining in the first half from Madison Square Garden. There's your score. UConn by two. We'll be back after these local messages. They slowly built up a nine-point advantage midway through the first half when a run by Seton Hall helped them cut the lead to four less than four minutes to go. But from that point on, the game was all Huskies. UConn finished the half strong, taking a 36-26 lead into the locker room, aided by the Pirates' 14 first-half turnovers, 14 points by sophomore Chris Smith, and 13 points by senior Tate George. UConn came out of the locker room strong and continued to extend their lead, with contributions from their microwave scorer John Gwynn off the bench. All kinds of time left to play in this game game. NFL goes out, Cyrillic is in for UConn. Really think for Seton Hall to make the run, they're going to have to have Oliver Taylor and DeHair out on the floor. A three-pointer by John Gwynn. When he does best, fills it up with the jumper. UConn by 16, their biggest lead. To track points per minute played, you've got to have Gwynn right up near the top. 17 minutes a game, and he averages better than 10 a game. UConn would go on to win the game handedly 
thanks to their defense in a Big East tournament record 17 steals in the game, including a steal in the second half by the Big East steals leader, freshman Nadav Hennefeld, who averaged 3.7 steals per game in Big East play. Yeah, oh, there there's a steal to Hennefeld. <laughs> Three on two. Pulls knock, up. Knock it down. Doesn't get it. Gets another rebound off it and oh, got it. Good play by Hennefeld. It's the kind of kid he is. He'll keep doing the little things. For the first time under Calhoun, and only the second time in program history, UConn advanced to the Big East Tournament semifinals for a date with the three-seeded Georgetown Hoyas, who UConn had split their regular season series with. Game 2, Georgetown. Georgetown, the three-seed in the 1990 Big East Tournament, came into the semifinal matchup with UConn ranked fifth in the AP poll. The game would be nationally televised on CBS and would be a tough challenge for UConn, as Georgetown led the country in field goal percentage defense on the season. UConn, on the other hand, was just eighth in the Big East in offensive shooting percentage. Each coach shared their pregame thoughts on the matchup. I think the biggest thing with Connecticut is because they try to trap as soon as you come across half court and force you to play faster than you actually want to. You've got to be very careful that you don't turn the ball over quickly. And after successfully breaking that pressure, you have to be careful that you can still get your big people involved and not shoot so quickly that you exclude them from the offense. Last time they had about eight dunks inside in the lane on us, so we just cannot let, let them get the ball. If, in fact, Georgetown is going to beat us, then for us to be successful, we're going to have to make them beat us from the outside because inside, we don't have the size to match up with them. To start the game, UConn generated offense with their defense. They forced four turnovers in the first four minutes, shooting three of four from the field, and built an early 7-2 lead. But UConn also suffered a major blow early on, as starting center Rod Sellers re-injured his knee, which he had hurt earlier in the season against Georgetown, and was forced out of the game. Not a position UConn wanted to be in, with future NBA All-Stars Dikembe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning in the front court for the Hoyas. But UConn still went toe-to-toe with Georgetown over the first 10 minutes, until Georgetown's leading scorer Mark Tillman got hot and helped the Hoyas build an 8-point lead with just under 6 minutes to play. But then UConn battled back with backup center Dan Cyrillic scoring a basket that started a 10-2 run, which was capped off by Scott Burrell's bucket to tie the game at 27 with 2.30 left to play in the first. Burrell is short, but a great rebound, and Hennefeld, Connecticut, misses several opportunities, stays with it, Burrell's hook shot, finally goes in to tie the score. From there, Georgetown will return the favor, ending the half on a 9-3 run of their own to take a 36-30 lead into the locker room. UConn only trailed by six, despite 16 first-half points from Georgetown's Mark Tillman and allowing the Hoyas to shoot 59% from the field as a team. Chris Smith led the way for the Huskies with 10 points. UConn quickly went down nine to start the second half, and the Hoyas' lead remained around that margin until with 12 minutes left, a John Gwynn three-pointer kicked off a 14-0 UConn run that would eventually catapult them in front by six. During that run, with seven minutes left in the game, junior Mari Williams, one of three Connecticut high school players of the year on the Huskies' dream season squad, made a bucket that would put UConn up for good, 48-47. Trail it by a point at the 740 mark. Georgetown did not put them away. Tillman, after about a minute rest, is going to have to come back in the game. I think Connecticut's going down the last five minutes fresher than Georgetown. And Connecticut leads. The run was then capped off how it started, with a three-point dagger by John Gwynn. Over the final six minutes of the game, Georgetown battled back but was never able to regain the lead. 
A big moment came with three minutes left when Scott Burrell, who would be named player of the game, had a monster block to preserve a 53-52 UConn advantage. Here it's punch time for Georgetown and Connecticut. Rejected beautifully by Burrell on the move. I don't know. I think he got that one on the way down, but his athleticism is just something to behold. UConn hung on to win the game 65-60 and advanced to their first ever Big East Tournament Championship game with a date to face Jim Beheim's Syracuse Orange and a chance to knock off their second AP Top 5 team in as many days. Game 3, Syracuse. The stage was set. Sunday afternoon, New York City. Madison Square Garden and a national broadcast helmed by Brent Musburger and Billy Packer. Number 1 seed Syracuse. Number two seed Connecticut, co-Big East regular season champions playing to be crowned the Beast of the East. In front of a loud sellout crowd of 18,212, the game did not start out well for the Huskies. They fell behind 10-0 by the first media timeout, in part due to a tough man-to-man defense from the Orange that forced five early UConn turnovers. Syracuse would extend the lead to 12, going up 17-5 with 14 minutes left, as UConn struggled to generate offense. UConn slowly chipped away, but still trailed 25-14 after a three-pointer by Syracuse's Billy Owens. But that's when UConn kicked off a run that would give them their first lead of the day, with help from what else but their defense. A Tate George steal and score cut the lead to 25-21, and moments later, with the UConn crowd going berserk, an interesting scene unfolded at the Garden. Listen to the PA announcement and the broadcasters here. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, they request a block out on that free throw line. The Big East has indicated that the game will be suspended. An announcement being made to the UConn fans here behind this goal to sit down. They're going to suspend the game. I don't think I've ever heard that announcement at a college basketball game. With 5.45 to go in the first half, Torino Walker, who was filling in for the injured Rod Sellers, tied the game at 29. Short, short that time into the hands of Coleman, who will put it on the floor and break it himself. They got a hand on it. George deflected it. Out now to DePriest. It's a three-on-two break. Here's Walker, and the game is tied at the 5.47 mark. After being down by 10 early, the Huskies have battled back into it. Behind 22 bench points, including 8 from John Gwynn and a career-high 10 from Walker, UConn ended the first half on a 28-10 run to take a 7-point lead into the locker room, 42-35. UConn came out of the locker room and quickly extended their lead to 10 points on a 3-pointer from Chris Smith. But Syracuse wasn't going to go away easily, and used a 12-4 run of their own to cut the lead down to 2 points. Both teams buckled in and traded body blows in a game that would remain tight throughout the second half all the way until the final minute. With UConn up only three, Chris Smith committed an offensive foul, giving Syracuse an opportunity to tie the game. But Syracuse turned the ball over on their next possession with 45 seconds left, their 20th turnover of the day. Gets the corner turn, gets on the inside, offensive foul! Jody Sylvester with the big call! situation is Smith committed so far out. You can see he's about 18 feet from the basket, allowed the weak side defense to get way over in position. 
Syracuse down by three points. He walks. Scott turns it over. That is the 20th turnover by Syracuse. 45.8 seconds on the clock. Exactly. From there, it became a free throw shooting contest, with UConn making seven of their eight free throws down the stretch to help the Huskies win 78-75, capturing their first ever Big East tournament title. Despite the best efforts from the arena staff, UConn fans stormed the court at MSG with tournament MVP Chris Smith ending up on a fan's shoulders. And it's over. UConn in an amazing turnaround After the game, Calhoun was all smiles. Here's his post-game interview. And now we go to James Brown. JB. All right, Brent, the biggest one-year turnaround in Big East history. What was the key this year, Coach? Well, the key was us really just have great defensive pressure and a great group of young kids who worked very hard, James. I remember you from 17 years ago at Northeastern University having played against you. What was the most significant change in your coaching style till today? I really believe that the most significant thing was the up-tempo game and the three-point shot, which... I think that you have to use it today with the game. Last question. Seton Hall was a Cinderella team last year. This year it's your team. I understand P.J. Carlissimo has some advice for you. Regardless of what happens, he just wanted us to enjoy the ride. And enjoy the ride indeed. Let's go back over to Brent Musburger. Thank you, J.B. So today it's Madison Square Garden for the Huskies of UConn. Who knows? Will it be Denver down the road? For Billy Packer and James Brown, I'm Brent Musburger. So long from the Garden. The final score. 78, Syracuse it was a magical run for the Yukon Huskies during those three days at Madison Square Garden. It helped them earn their first ever number one seed in the NCAA tournament and was the first of their seven Big East tournament championships, second most all time behind only Georgetown's eight. Although the season ended in heartbreaking fashion, one point shy of a trip to the Final Four, it was no doubt a season to remember, a dream season. And that run through the Big East will forever be endeared in UConn fans' hearts. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch Drop 2 next week, same time, same place. Until then, let's go Huskies.